this is a season shift uh, for our church, and I'm excited about what is getting ready to happen. Um, you know, I'm actually going to play a video first, and once I play this video, then we will go into what I want to share. Um, but before that, let's go ahead and just take a moment to pray. God, I'm just so thankful for what it is that you have done so far. We thank you for your miracle working power. We thank you that your anointing is present here with us. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless this time of preaching, that you would cause your anointing to open our hearts and our ears and our minds. And I pray, God, that you would give us clarity, that you come against distraction. And while you are blessing us, Lord God, here at Serve City, please be with and bless all of the ministries around this city and this nation as they are not our competitors but they are our co-labors and i thank you i give you the honor and i give you the praise in jesus name let everybody say amen this is a different type of sunday go ahead and just turn your attention to the screens praise the lord and so listen fam uh, we are just so excited about what is getting ready to happen at Serve City. Now, for those of you who were here on Vision Sunday, uh, you're aware that we shared, you know, that our heart and our hope is, you know, we wanna have a, a constant presence in the community. Anybody excited about that? You know, we wanna have, we wanna be a church that, you know, when people are on their way to work, they are able to see Serve City. We wanna be a church that when, you know, people think about Serve City, they don't just think about uh, a building or a church that only exists uh, on Sunday mornings. And so, you know, I can't even tell you all of the details at this point of how God came through. And then even when it seemed like there was absolutely no way for it to work out, God came. So when we're singing Waymaker, we're singing it as a church, declaring it because we know it. Come on, somebody. We had intercessors behind the scenes praying and believing God. Man, God is so incredible. I hear some. I, I hear something jingling in my pocket. I don't. I don't know. But these are some keys. Somebody give God praise. God is so faithful. Hallelujah. Listen. Three weeks ago, I was drowning in anxiety. It was bad. I was talking. I don't think I can get out not knowing that this week would be the week Thank you, Jesus. breakthrough was going to come for our church and you know it starts here guys spiritual warfare starts with the head and last sunday i don't know last saturday night pastor Andrew got a sharp pain in his side and he was sick for the last six days he's been really sick up to friday he got full healing but god is so faithful guys when i say that we can have a building for 24 hours with our sign out that people know there's a church in a community and listen this location, it has literally thousands of homes. There's three schools on the same street. And we're thinking about in the fall, I'm talking about back to school rally, free haircuts and backpacks that we can do to serve our community. Come on. There's so much church barbecue in the lot. Come on. We have a parking lot that we can do basketball and just so much things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a wrap. 
Come on, can we give the Lord praise for what he has done? Come on, can we give God praise for what he has done? See, some of y'all showed up. You don't even know about those pink pews that were in here. See, they would have gone perfectly today. Come on, somebody. God gave us this building in a miraculous way. Uh, but the fact is, many people don't know that we don't own this building. Uh, and, you know, and the thing that God has continued to do here he's blown our minds he grew our church we were at 75 um, you know on a good day 100 uh, people on super good days more than that and he's now in this building we've seen our church grow to literally hundreds of people and thousands that are impacted across um, the world online you know through the pandemic you know God has continued to give us favor and is continuing to grow us and it's exciting to me. I'm going to get to this preach. Turn with me uh, to Genesis chapter 12. I showed that specifically for a reason because a lot of us, uh, we get to certain places and we see and we celebrate and then we settle. But the reason why it's said on there, the journey continues is because the best is still up ahead. Oh, come on, somebody. And listen, I'll never forget, man, after we made that announcement, Although no one had yet gone to the building, we had not yet, you know, done the walkthrough with the church or any of this as we were getting ready for this next season. It was insane to me that I'll never forget. I remember looking as I was declaring and preaching and all this and Deacon Karen, she wasn't a deacon back then. I remember her running out of the church in the back. I'm like, did something happen? She ran out of the church. She ran out and she went. And after service, she came up to me and she put uh, money in my hand. I don't remember how much it was. I think it was, it might have been $100. I don't know, you can correct me. What was it? Oh, she's like, no, it was $500. Amen? Let's get it right. <laughs> $500, she came and she put it in my hand. And she says, I want to be the first one to sow in to what God is getting ready to do come on somebody even before we got there she came and said i want to strengthen your hand so that we can go into this next season it was so mind-blowing to me that she believed in the house but then i caught a glimpse and remembered what god did in her life and how you see her up here all bubbly and nice but she came here and i remember we talked to her behind us behind one of those welcome home signs because her life was in a place of devastation. And God, and she didn't know what to do. And the Lord led her here. 
and she was in, she encountered the gospel and God raised her up and did a, not a 360 because that would put her back where she came from. He did a one, you know, people be like, God did a 360. Like, no, 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 it wasn't a 360. He did a 180, man. And he has completely turned her life around, blown her socks off and ours in the process to the point where she's even a blessing to others. But she, it blew my mind that in that state and in that moment, she ran and she came and she says, I want to be the first man to go ahead and to put this thing in your hand. And so the fact is, it's mind-blowing when people believe, and it just is nuts to me. Pastor Chantal and I, we often will just hold each other's hand and look at each other and be like, are all these people here for real? Like, and, and then not only that, but like families and all y'all tuned in online. Like, is this actually the case? Trust me, I'm going somewhere. But Genesis chapter 12, did you go there? I just love this. Genesis chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and onward. Bible says, now the Lord said to Abram, wasn't Abraham yet, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So this was not just a promise that was made to Abraham, but it was made to all who would also join themselves to this covenant and this promise that was made. Are y'all with me still? Peep. And so he goes on and he says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. I just think that's crazy. So just for context and you understand, Abraham was a heathen. Abraham, who is now known as the father of the faith, was someone who was considered a pagan. He was probably worshiping planets and stars and stuff and, and, and false gods in a land called Ur. Everybody say Ur. And God shows up to him because, you know, a lot of you think that you have to have all of your ish in order for God to call you and use you. But the person who we now know as the father of the faith is someone who worshiped false gods. Oh my. And God pulls up on him and says, I'm going to use you to be a blessing to all of the families of the earth. What a powerful and a mighty thing for us to note. But I want you to understand this. So he calls him. He reveals himself to him. And then he says, the Lord says to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. This is something, uh, this is a word and this is something of importance that is going to be uh, not only for our church, which I'm going to share, but also it's going to be for you and your household. And we have been in a prophetic mode for these past few weeks <laughs> as the Lord has had us in this vein, you know, because I'm believing that for this last portion of the year that God is desirous of positioning you so that you're going to go into 2023 from a place of strength. And so look, I'm telling you, if you grab this stuff, man, watch. 
He says, Lord, the Lord says, go from your country. So he calls him from his place of comfort, from his place of familiarity. And he says, and to your, uh, your, your father's house and to the land that I will show you. So then the text says in verse four, so Abraham went. Where did Abraham go? He's going to the place where the Lord will show him. Has he been there? Many of us, we read this stuff and we just kind of gloss over it like it doesn't mean anything. He says, we're going to go to the place. You're going to go to the place where the Lord will show him. But he picked up and he went. Where was he going? We read these things and we think that Abraham knew where he was going before he started going. Look, 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 Hebrews chapter 11. What book did I say? not going to be before you long Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 I want you to know what this is known as the hall of faith and I want you to see what is said of Abraham in regards to his going here it is text says by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going. <sighs> By faith, he went to live in the promised land as in a foreign land. This is nuts. God did not show Abraham where he was going. God just says, get up and leave and go and to a place that I will show you. And many of you, watch, you are waiting for God to reveal all of the steps, to give you all of the ducks in a row before you start moving into what it is that he has called you to. And God is saying that it's not going to require faith if I show you everything before you start going. And here, I want you to understand, like when I'm thinking about this, and here it is for our church, uh, for Serve City, I want you to note this. Note what, Abraham, what it says of Abraham in verse 9. And today, the Lord brought this to me. And when I thought about it, I remember the word God gave me at Vision Sunday this year. As we get ready to go into this next season, uh, the text says in verse 9, By faith he went to live in the promised land as in a foreign land. Watch, living in tents. Everybody say with tents, in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Do you remember what I said at Vision Sunday this past year, earlier this year? God told me this building is a tent. Somewhere sees where, someone sees where I'm going with this. And I'm like, and I didn't even note this in the passage. The, I was in the shower and God said, I was like, God, are we supposed to get this, buy this building? God says, no, this building is a tent. I'm like, what does that mean? God says, this is the in-between. Yeah, 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 yeah. And watch, uh, there are many of you that have been looking, if I can just make some personal applications as I talk about where our church is headed. There are many of you that have been trying to build a foundation in a tent. There are things in the in-between that God has called to maturate you. Come on. He, he desires to mature you and to position you for what is next. And many of you have been trying to build a brick house with a tent. 
and you're to a place where there is disappointment, you will always be disappointed. Listen, I'm telling you, there are some things that that tent cannot withstand. But I dare you. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, the fact is that the layover is not the destination. And yes, you might see some people who on their way to another destination, they will be, you know, I just uh, finished flying uh, last week and just in the airport, I was walking by people who were sleeping up on the chairs. But how many of you know those chairs were not the bed that they were looking forward to? Those chairs were just, uh, they were a part of the process on the way to the promise. Are you with me? And so, uh, look, at, look at somebody, tell them, someone, tell them, don't build a house with your tent. Come on, don't build a house. And so I'm like, God, but if this is a tent, Lord, based upon the imminency of the situation, and just like I said in that video, uh, I couldn't say everything then, I can't say everything right now. But what I can say is that there is an imminent situation. In other words, there is an urgency about where we are right now. And the Lord has made it clear to us that it is time for us to transition. And I'm like, God, where am I supposed to go? And he says, I want you to go to a place that I will show you. And I'm like, where is that, Jesus? The people are going to look at us crazy. And he's like, it's the same thing that the same way, and that's why when y'all started singing, do it again. I'm like, all of this stuff always lining up. Just in the spirit, the same way God has done it for us to this point, And he brought us here. And in this tent, we have literally grown uh, by, ex we've grown exponentially to the point where next month we're actually starting two services. You're going to hear more about that. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that God has called us to something else. God has called us to something more. Like Abraham says, for he was looking forward to a city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God. And so Abraham lived in tents until he got to the promise. And I love it because as I'm thinking, as God's like, this is an Abram thing. I want you to understand. I have a promise for you, sir, city. I have a promise that is bigger than what you can imagine. You think that what has happened so far, that paying off debts and things of this nature, you think that this is, 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 is where you are to land. But he's like, what I have out of this is exponential, is beyond anything you can imagine, is going to rock the nation of Canada and impact people wherever there are people on the earth they will be impacted by the ministry of surf city mark my words oh man i wonder if there's anybody with faith in this place man they looked at us and they said what good can come from malvern yo fam uh, couldn't you go to vaughn man yo couldn't couldn't demand them go to like richmond hill i mean like you know, there's some people out there that might have some go up to make things happen. Right? And I'm just like, God told us to go to Malvern. God told us to go to a movie theater in the hood. 
And the Lord raised up a church, come on somebody, that has literally baptized almost 120 people in just five years. Come on somebody in this place. That people's lives have been transformed. That families are being blessed as a result of this ministry. But it's just the beginning. And I love it because Deacon Corinne's example is such a powerful thing to me in terms of her willingness to get behind what it is that the Lord had called for us to do. And it's amazing to me, if you will, go to Acts chapter 4. I'm all through scripture today. You know, we don't usually preach like this, but I'm just being obedient to the Lord. Acts chapter 4, I want you to peep this. I'm almost done. Verse 32. And here, this is what the Lord is saying for us, Serve City, as we get ready to move into this next season. I am, my wife and I, we look and we're just, literally, we were in the office. We're like, what is God going to do? What is he going to do this time? See, a lot of us, when you get into seasons of ambiguity, when you get into seasons of ambiguity, it causes us to get to a place of stress. And it causes us to get to a place of getting in a tailspin. For us, we're like kids in a candy store. We're like, God, what are you going to do this time? I'm believing that we are going to, I'm believing for some strip, I have some strip mall faith. Come on, somebody, y'all aren't playing with me today. I'm believing for acres. I'm believing for, I'm just in a place where there are, where they are saying, no, we're not giving zoning. We're not, I got faith to believe that God is going to do something so mighty and impactful. God, I believe you. Look, Acts chapter four, verse 32. Are y'all there? Look at, what, look at what it says about the New Testament church. This is the early church right after Pentecost. Um, they were filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Then Acts chapter 4 again. They were being threatened and all this sorts of stuff. And they were filled again with the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, Jesus gives free refills. And then after that, here we find in verse 32. says, now the full number of those who believed were with one heart. Someone say one heart. And one soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. Oh my. You know, good stuff happens when we have everything in common. When you're on one accord, when we're of one heart and we're of one mind and one soul, mighty things happen. This is what preceded Pentecost. For those who are unfamiliar with Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, this is the birthday of the church. When the Holy Spirit pours out on all flesh as was prophesied that it would happen. And so now everyone would have access to the Holy Spirit. And they begun to speak in tongues and uh, languages that were unknown to the speaker, but known to the hearers that were coming from around the world. And it's a powerful thing that took place, but they, it was preceded by them, preceded by them being on one accord of one mind, of one heart, of one soul. Are you with me? They, they had everything in common. Someone say everything in common. There are powerful things when you can have every, when everything uh, is in common. It was powerful, watch, that Deacon Corinne ran out and says, I'm going to grab this $500. And at the time, I know it was a stretch for her to do that. Because we knew her story. And it was nuts that she believed in what it was that was to come. Even though she had not yet been there. And she says, I want. And I, but I thought to myself and I said, now looking back, I'm like, man. Imagine if everyone had that same heart and that same mind. 
Even if it wasn't 500, if it was the person that had five, the person that had 50 cents, come on, was like, man, this thing is a setup for an did you see all of those people, including some of y'all's children, including some of you yourself going to the pool and having impact? Did you see those moments? You know that story? I just love seeing how God is continuing to multiply the impact of the stuff that happens in this house. Belinda has shared her testimony publicly about what God did when all of her debts got paid off at the church. And someone recently sent me a link to a video with literally hundreds of thousands of people and views that have been impacted and inspired because of Belinda's testimony of what happened here in the house. Hundreds of thousands. You, we didn't think and know that when we were doing that in that moment that that level of impact was going to happen. What God is trying to do at Surf City is beyond anything that we can imagine. And the fact is, if we all, with one accord, get to the place where we're like, yes, we want to see this happen. God will do something mighty. I'm inviting you today prophetically to a place of faith to walk with me into this next season. Here it is. This is the word. This is the word. I want you to grab this. Uh, you cannot build with waves. Watch. We need, this is what God said to our house. We need the tide to raise, T-I-D-E. The tide. There are many of us, watch, that are focused and are excited about waves that happen in our lives. Waves are good for surfing. Waves are exciting when they come, but waves come and go. It's powerful. Hear me, man. In our lives today, there are many of you that are building on waves, things that are spasmodic. Things that are erratic. Things that are inconsistent. But God is calling us, watch, to get to the place where when you're on one accord, that means that everything comes up. Here it is. I'm starting this series today called Level Up. Look at somebody tell them level up, level up, level up. Down. It's time for us to level up. Come on somebody in this place, man. It is in, in your life. It's time for you to level up. We don't build with waves. We have to raise the tide where everybody is to the place where we are getting on board and getting behind what it is that God has assigned and called us to as a church. Are you with me? Watch. It's powerful because number 33 says, and with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Man, when you're on one accord, the word of God, the word of God and the testimony of God's power in our lives becomes efficacious. This is why we say that every view and every seed is a story of transformation or one that is waiting to happen. When this happens, when we declare, when people hear like what Des uh, uh, Vanessa shared today, of how God delivered her from breast cancer or when people hear like the five for seven or the testify Sunday testimonies or they hear when I'm sharing these things on Sundays it is powerful when we're on one accord behind what it is that God is desiring desiring to do in and through us are you still with me now I want you to note this 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 is dope and I, this is the heart man this is what I want to see look look at the text verse 34 there was not a needy person among them 
Oh my. For as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the feet of the apostles and it was distributed to each as any had need. They were sold. They had everything in common. They had one heart, one soul to the place where they were desirous of seeing the kingdom advance. But not only that, they wanted to see everyone level up. Now, I'm not telling you go sell your house. <laughs> Pastor said I'm supposed to sell my... No, don't, don't take out a second mortgage. The devil is a liar. I'm not going to be one of those ones that tells you, I need you to go and sign this over to me and put this in. No, the devil is a liar. That's not what I'm saying. But it was just so powerful that in this time, they literally looked at nothing they had as their own and they looked at the needs of others and the entire people leveled up. Oh my. To the point that there was no one who was needy among them. People are looking and saying, oh man, okay, whatever. That was Acts chapter 4. We're in 2022. I'm telling you, the same God of of, uh, Acts chapter 4 is the same God I serve in 2022. Come on, somebody. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm believing that people in this house, that your money is getting right. Come on, somebody. I'm believing it's not just a few bills that are getting ready to get paid off. I'm believing we're going to be rescuing people left right and center out of debt and being a center to be able to equip folks with the tools that are needed to get their money and their stuff in order how many of you know that it's imperative for us not just to have spiritual health but to be to the place where our finances are in order come on i'm telling you man there are in this season ahead god is getting ready to bring some of you out of rentership to ownership and this is what the lord showed me hey watch 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 and i want you to grab this because this journey uh, is not just for uh, the church but because you are the church as you join yourself with what God is getting ready to do in this next season as it is for this house so it will be for your house I'm not even God, I pray that this takes root. There was not a needy person among them. That's the vision I have that anybody that's connected to this ministry as a result of the selflessness and the corporate generosity of the church, of us having all things in common, that God would cause us to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm believing that the city is going to have to come to us. Come on, somebody, and be like, hey, can we borrow some money? Y'all think I'm crazy. I'm seeing bank being open kingdom banks come on can i prophesy in this place today i'm believing that we're gonna be the lenders and not the borrowers i'm believing that we're gonna show up to property and be like here's this nice a mafia looking uh a uh, uh, suitcase look inside and take a gander and give us this property y'all think kingdom mafia kingdom mafia amen but i'm believing it man I believe it. I believe it. Uh, the best is yet to come for this church. God has something beyond belief for us. And it's not just because, watch, we're never going to put property before people. The property is just something that will assist us in helping the people. And there are many people that were like, you guys could have had a building by now. Yeah, we could have. 
There are more pe- there are people like, like y'all put through these TVs up here. You could have had an LED screen. Yeah, we could have had an LED uh, screen up on there. But we say, you know what? We want to have the bandwidth to be able to continue to carry out the vision that God has put in our heart. We're never going to put electronics before people. We're never going to put property before people. If it hinders us from doing what God has called us to do, we don't want it. Not going to be building broke. Aren't you excited that you're a part of a church uh, that is debt free? I'm just wondering. I mean, I just, I know I say that stuff, but you, this is not the testimony of folks, people. You're a part of a church that is debt free, that is, that money is managed and is transparent. This is somewhere you can believe in. There are businesses, there are people here that God, you've been coming, and God is saying it's time for you to become a part of the backative of serve city if you truly believe don't just stand on the sidelines and spectate or say i'm gonna wait until or this is gonna be somebody else's thing no they all had one they had it all in common for as many who were owners of land sold them brought the proceeds the apostles feet and then verse 36 thus joseph who was also called by the apostle barnabas which means sons of encouragement a levite a native of cyprus sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet i want you to understand that god is not looking for you to do what you can't do in the next chapter which i won't get into there's some people call ananias and sapphira and watch, God think, a lot of us think that the stuff that happened to them in Acts chapter 5 uh, is only reserved for the Old Testament. And so look, that's what they got for faking the funk. So this guy did this and sold his property and brought the stuff. They're like, yo fam, we want to look good too. So we're going to act like we have a certain amount of money. And we're actually going to keep back some for ourselves. And then give this so we can look good. And it's going to appear as if we're doing what we're supposed to do or what we promised to do. But we're going to keep back part of it and we're going to benefit. Come on, somebody. And God ends up striking them both down. You can give and still be cursed if you're disobedient. Oh, they don't like this type of stuff, Jesus. Help. Why, Lord? So they literally went... So... I'm not trying to tell you to do what it is that you're not able to do. But there are many of you who God has been telling you. And he's saying, help us to raise the tide so that as one we come up. And when we come up, we all come up. And God causes the miraculous to happen. I am tired. Oh, can I say it? I am tired of everyone looking to the United States and talking about what's happening around the world. I'm tired of people looking and saying, oh, I want to be like this church and I want to be like this church. We even have tons of people sending their churches from out of those countries to come and start here. And God is like, I don't, I'm not looking for another duplicate. Come on, come on, somebody of something that is happening in the States. I'm not looking just for y'all to mimic and copy what's happening around the world. I want you to say yes to me and watch me do something mighty here that will reverberate around the world. Somebody that believes that God has not turned his back on Canada. I believe that there is revival that is coming to this nation and serve city church says yes Lord we agree to be a part of it come on somebody it is time 
So look, man, I'm not, it's not about doing what you can't do. It's about doing, you know, you can't do everything, but every, everyone can't do everything, but everybody can do something. And so it is in your life. You're building on fair weather friends, on waves. And God is saying, I'm calling you to reevaluate your friend list because you have to raise the tide in your friends list. Stop building on waves. Waves give you exhilaration for a moment, but then they're gone. And there have been plenty of people who have showed up and were so grateful. The deacon Corinne said, hey, pastor, here this is. And it's been fantastic. But I said, Jesus, imagine what could happen if everyone says, yes, Lord. If everyone that says, yes, this is my home, actually acted like it was their home. And so look, man, I'm telling you, I'm done. I, I'm done, but I, wanna, I want you to peep this because we're going to a place that we've never been. I wish I could tell you where it is. I wish I could tell you what it looks like. I can't tell you that yet. But what I can tell you is that God said to go. He said to go. And as we go, he's going to show us. Pete, Exodus chapter 36. We all over scripture today. But this is the pattern of God with his people and with his leaders. This is what God. So, so Moses, look, look, look. Moses is to the place where he is building a sanctuary. And it's the assignment of the Lord place where the presence of God was going to dwell where you know God's manifest presence at that time was among them and the text says in verse 2 of Exodus 36 and Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill everyone whose heart had stirred him up to come to do the work and they received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work on the sanctuary. So they put out a call and said, because it was the sign to put out a call so that the people would bring, so that the sanctuary could be built for God and for the people of God. And look, they, and look at what happens. And the Bible says, they still kept bringing him free will offerings every morning so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came each from the task that he was doing and said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave command and the word was proclaimed throughout the camp. Let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. This is nuts, man. Imagine they had to say, stop bringing because it's too much. I'm believing, man, that God for this building that he has for us as a church that will serve the vision. The building is not the vision, but it will serve the vision and position us to serve God, serve all and inspire others in an exponential form. And I'm believing that as I sound this call, that those who are here, that God is going to use you to bring to the point where we will literally have to say, okay, man. This is overflowing. This is reserved. I'm tired looking across borders and looking at others. And we are saying, you know what, God? We're believing that you can take our five loaves and two fish. And I know what it is, but you can turn it into something that literally can feed a multitude. Anybody with faith in here today?
So this is where I'm ending. Watch. This is what the Lord is saying to us. Not only are we getting ready to move, we're moving into a building that we have not yet seen. But look at what this is. And, this, and, and the vision that we saw in Acts 4, 32 to 37. This is something that we are getting ready to see. But watch. I want you to, to, to peep this. Um, here it is. Because this is the word. You've got to position yourself for the promise before it presents itself. And this is for your life too. You've got to position yourself for the promise before it presents itself. If God was to give you what he said he's going to give you right now, would you be ready for it? Right now. Some of y'all are like, yep. Because you've positioned yourself. But there are many of you, the, the, the promise God has given you would be a curse if you got it right now. Because it would destroy your whole life. And God is saying, your responsibility is not to worry about the timing. Your responsibility is not to worry about the rain. Your responsibility is to worry about your seed. I can't control the rain, but I can control the seed that I sow. And so my call to you is to position yourself. If you were to get what you were praying for or what God promised you, would you? I, I, I end with this, man. I'll never forget. Trust me, I'm closing the laptop. We're going to have communion. But this is, I want you to get this. I want you to get this because this is, I'm telling you, you're not building with waves. We're raising the tide. And, and, and we're to the place where we're positioning ourselves positioning ourselves before the promise even shows up here. I remember a few years ago, sitting on my couch, and I wanted so badly, saw my, my pastor, Pastor Chantal went and preached for them um, last weekend. My pastor, I saw that um, he and some other people, that they went on a, a fishing and a hunting trip, um, Actually, it wasn't my pastor. It was a group of others that went fishing and hunting. And I remember um, looking on Instagram and saying, man, I would love to go. I know I'm from the hood. I know I'm from Malvern. I mean, tools mean something different to me where I'm from. But if I could go out there with the machine and gricks these <laughs> legally... <laughs> blow up prairie dogs and all sorts of stuff and catch fish it was something outside of the ordinary so listen I'm sitting there in the couch and I thought to myself I'm like man I wish it would be really dope for me to go on this fishing trip and this hunting trip one year later to the date and so watch I heard in my heart when I said that heard in my heart yeah you want to go to the fishing trip but are you prepared to go to the fishing trip do you have the resources that are necessary? Do you have the financial bandwidth that if you got the invite right now that you could go? And I'm like, okay, well then shame man's then. Like, so I literally, one year almost to the date, was sitting in the same couch, in the same place with my arm up and got a text message from my pastor now. And my pastor says, hey, Andrew, 
I would love to invite you to come fishing and hunting with us for the next week in Montana. I'm like, are there black people there? I mean, <laughs> I was like the only one. And the guy that was driving us around was playing shaggy in the car. I just think it was just, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so it was to the place where I was very uh, excited to go. But peep, I thought to myself, at that moment, I was able to pull out my card, not credit, y'all. And because I got my debt right and my stuff in order, come on somebody, I was able to pay for that trip without even blinking to get there, to enjoy it, to have fun and to get refreshment so I could come back and be your pastor from a healthy place. But I had to prepare before and I thought about it. I said, listen, there's many things right now in your life. Yes, we're talking about the church, but in your life that you want but you have to get yourself prepared before it shows up so you can be ready for it. Peter Haas, uh, incredible pastor out of Minnesota, he says, God's, your desire should be for, your desire should be for promotability, not promotion. Are you promotable? And so this is what God is saying. Do you understand? Yes, we are debt free, but do you understand the millions of dollars that we will have to raise in order to walk into what God has for us? I don't know how, fam. We got savings, but the savings is not enough. We're debt-free, but that's not enough. But I believe in a God who is more than enough. And the same way that he caused the, what he said to Abraham to come to pass, he can cause what he has said to serve city to come to pass. Look at somebody, tell them the journey continues. Can you join me? Is there anybody with faith in here that can give God praise in advance for where God is taking us? Come on, can we thank God in advance for the word he's given us along the way? God, we'll praise you in this tent, Lord. We thank you for what you have done in the tent. We thank you for the souls that have been saved in the tent. We thank you for the debts that have been canceled in the tent. We thank you for all of the lives that have been transformed. The marriages that have been restored. Come on. The lives that, and the bodies that have been healed. We thank you, God, all around the world for the life change that has happened in this tent. But Lord, we are not settling even in the lives of my brothers and sisters who are believing you, oh God. We are not stopping in the tent. We are not stopping until we see everything that you have promised us. We believe that and we give you praise and glory in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody shout amen. Come on and give the Lord one more praise. You may be seated. So I invite you, yo fam, let's level up. I invite you, let's level up. Some of you been given, you've been tipping Jesus like a bad waiter. And it's time now to prioritize Christ. It's time for many of you who have never given. And it's time for you to now become consistent, not a wave giver, but every time God blesses you that you give towards the advancement. There are many of you sitting on inheritances and have businesses and are looking for charities and we are a legit charity. 
that you can give with integrity. Our books are open and all of this. Every year, people, they, they scan and they uh, review our books to make sure that we are above board. And so this is a place that you can give and you can be confident. And we're believing God for mighty things. Well, someone's saying, why on earth would I do that? I don't know God. I don't have a relationship with him. All that was cute, but I don't know this God you're talking about. Well, I want to invite you into relationship with him. Not, not genie Jesus so you can come and just get stuff and he can make your life better and all this wonderful. No, I want you to come to Christ because he loves you with an everlasting love. Over 2,000 years ago, he came, he lived perfectly on your behalf as we are all sinners headed for hell. But the good news is that he died and that he rose from death with all power in his hands. And now today he extends us new life and you can have a relationship with God. Not starting when you die, but right now if you would put your trust and your faith in him. And so if you do not know Jesus, if you do not know God through Christ, if you are not in relationship with God through Christ, I invite you to put your trust and your faith in Jesus today, online and in the house. Someone's saying, how do I do that? Well, this is how you do this. The Bible sums it up and says, firstly, that you should repent. Someone say, repent. Means that you acknowledge that you are a sinner, that you are in need of being saved. And then you turn and you say, I believe. Someone say, believe. I believe, Jesus, that you came, that you died, that you rose from death with all power. And I put my trust in you as my Lord and as my Savior, as the boss of my life. And then you seal it in the water. You put a ring on it in the water. Come on. And so anybody love baptisms at Surf City? It never gets old to me, man. And so we dip you in the water, unifying you with Christ's death. We bring you up out of the water, unifying you with Christ's resurrection. It's a beautiful thing. And so that's how you put a ring on it and we give him praise. And so if that person is you today and you are saying, I'm compelled. I want to repent. I want to believe. I want to be baptized. Or you might be someone that had a relationship with Christ but went away from him and you want to come back home today. You can come home. You might have run away from him, but he hasn't run away from you. His arms are open wide, ready to receive you into fellowship. And so whether it's your first time or you're recommitting your life to Christ, I want to point your attention to the connection card that's on the screen. On, you can, uh, if you're listening, go to servecity.ca forward slash connection card. And fill that out on your seat backs in front of you. There's a QR code as well you can scan. Fill that out. And uh, let us know about the decision that you are desirous of making.